0: hello and welcome back to the speak up sports podcast i'm your host anna lively i hope everyone is enjoying the world baseball classic right now like i am it is the best of the best baseball competition in the world and i am so excited to see who takes home the gold next week well, since the baseball season is coming up soon, this week on the podcast, I am joined with the New York Mets manager and 2022 manager of the year, Buck Showalter. We will be talking about why Buck came back to manage, off-season additions for his team, and lots more. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with others. Well, sit back relax, and enjoy my conversation with Buck Showalter. Well, welcome back to the Speak Up Sports podcast. I'm Anna Lively, and this week on the podcast, I am joined with 2022 Manager of the Year from the New York Mets, Buck Showalter. Buck, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Hey, how are you today? Thanks for having me.
0: I'm good, and I'm excited to hear your story. So I want to start with you with why did you decide to come back to manage a team after a four-year break?
1: Was it four years? Really? i say 19, 20, 20, 19, 20. That's a lot of time. I don't know. I didn't really think about it. Um, I enjoyed the time, and um, I was at peace either way, whether I did it again or not, and wasn't staying at home, tapping my fingers on the table. Uh, worrying about it I was very honored to spend as much time as I had earning a living in a great game and if it came to be so be it I'd I'd had the tires kicked a few times about some things and just weren't a good fit and um, you know this one seemed like a really good fit from a lot of standpoints and here I am I can tell you this though this is my last gig this is my last rodeo so we'll see where it takes us.
0: Well, you started it off on such a high note because, as your first season as the manager for the Mets, you helped lead the team to a 101 win regular season, which was only the fourth time in franchise history that the franchise had eclipsed and reached 100 plus wins. So, what do you feel led to all of that success uh, so quickly in your first season there?
1: Oh, really good players, Anna. You know, we did. You know, I was in the right place at the right time. And, you know, we added guys like Marte and Escobar. And of course, uh, Scherzer and uh, Mark Canna. and um, so a real likeness of purpose. You know, when you play a sport that you play seven days a week, uh, you know, 162 games, almost 200 counting spring training. There's certain intangibles that show up, and we had we had a lot of really good people, and we still have them. And uh, it was uh, fun being around them and trying to stay out of their way. Sometimes the best. Managing you do as a managing you don't do. You know, when you have a good, you know, it's, you've got a good hand, you try to play it well.
0: Well, I like that you talked about those different attributes of being a manager, but you talked about those additions. And I know you, your team has made a lot more additions this offseason, headlined by future Hall of Fame pitcher Justin Verlander. So, what does it mean to you that your owner, Steve Cohen, is willing to spend whatever it takes to try and help win a title? Well,
1: you know, I think. Uh, Steve understands, uh, that know nothing, just because something appears a certain way on paper, you got to go get it. You got to go earn it. And, um, so, you know, we lost some very good people, Jake DeGrom, we lost, I can rattle off four or five others that were instrumental. So we had to replace them and, um, we're hoping we're trying to buy some time before our farm system starts producing more that would keep our payroll down, so to speak. But, uh, uh, you know Mr. Cohen's been very adamant about doing what uh, it you know everything with him is about the fans and about trying to you know repay their trust you know that when they support the Mets that there's a certain uh, reciprocal uh, feeling about it so I um uh, you know we're we're it's more than just trying to get the best players but trying to get the best people too but you know Anna everybody's trying to do it the other 29 teams are they have good people these are the best right. players in the world the best. Mm-hmm front office people in the world has to offer. And um so that's why it's so gratifying if you can be the last team standing because you know you're getting everybody's best shot.
0: Yes, I like that you talked about finding the best people both on and off the field as well. And talking about, you know, obviously the other teams, you're all competing for one goal to win the title at the end of the year, the World Series, but what is one key coming off of last season that the Mets need to do to improve to make it far in October this year?
1: Well, you know, there's there's really four times of the season. There's uh, a management as a manager of spring training, then you manage the regular season. Then there's a September baseball with the rosters expanding. There's a different game being played, and then there's playoffs. You know, we lost a two out of three series at the end of the season, and next thing you know, we're on a on a plane going home. You know, it's it's a very, uh, you know, it, it there's not a whole lot of play there. You just it can be very abrupt, and it can be very cutting. You know, you're getting up every morning thinking that the sky's not falling, and all of a sudden you lose two out of three in your home. So, you know, we need to play better in October. But what you do is you grind like heck to try to get a chance to roll the dice in October, and that's what we're going to do again.
0: Yes, and try speaking to- of uh, big games and big moments, you guys are in the Big Apple with crazy fans. So how do you feel the fans have helped attribute to that atmosphere that the players You get to experience on a daily basis
1: well there's a sense of accountability in new york uh you know there's pressure everywhere and there's fans that care in every city but there's a sense of urgency and just a sense of uh kind of quite frankly what have you done for me lately and you know anybody that doesn't play the game hard or, or or sits on their laurels you know for very long uh they're very astute baseball fans and i think they really get when players are sincere and, you know, that's why that some of our players have really prospered there because they're very sincere in the way they go about their business.
0: Yes, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. And I had a question on another complete note, but where did the nickname Buck come from? Because I know your first name is William.
1: Well, um, I got that from a minor league manager, my first year in pro ball in the Florida state league. And he just started calling me Buck. I won't get into all the reasons why, but it stuck with me there. You know, when I'm in a ballpark and I hear someone, I was Nat uh, for Nathaniel growing up. But when I hear somebody from the stands say Nat, I know it's somebody from my hometown.
0: <laughs> well, that's funny. Thank you for sharing that. All right. Well, what what I do with all my guests to finish off the podcast is what I call my favorite five questions. So first off, what would you say is one piece of advice you would want to give to the next generation?
1: Well, for parents with, with, with sports and stuff, uh, have fun. You know, I, most of the people that I get at, at this level, uh, they're well-rounded. They weren't, you know, some of this uh, traveled ball and different sports where they're playing sports year round. I just don't think those kids are, you know, they burn out a lot. You know, be sure you find something that your, your kids, will enjoy. You know, I'll be at clinics or whatever and some parent will ask me about their kid and I go, Is he having fun? Does he enjoy it? Does she does she like it? You know, life's too short. Childhood's too short. Right. I mean, you know, if you don't end up being a major league player or whatever, that doesn't mean you're not successful in life. I, I just sometimes I see this overzealousness of, you know, trying to make make them and and the human body's not designed to do that at, at a young age. So that's how I feel
0: well I really like that you talked about the importance of having fun because I think that may be something as you said you experienced you know people may forget but it's important because that's the reason why you started sports probably in the first place so that's great so next one is to give a shout out to someone who's made an impact on your life
1: well unfortunately they passed my mom and dad it all starts there I you know I was at the mercy of I'm at the mercy of the mothers and fathers of the world at this level. By the time I get them up here, they've kind of formulated. You know, I tell scouts all the time, when you go to scout a player, go sit with behind their mom and dad. You'll get a better feel for what you're getting into. And uh, uh, so I don't uh no, impactful. I've, I've had uh, some great coaches along the way. You also learn from some coaches about what not to do. So, you know, you're a byproduct of everything you've been exposed to.
0: Yes, that's great. Thank you for sharing. All right. Well, I know you're a busy man, but if you had an off day and you could plan your ideal day, how would you want to spend it?
1: Oh, probably with family. I'm not a, I don't have to, I'm a pretty good self entertainer. You know, we, we play and travel and move so much. Sometimes my wife and I, uh, that I've been married to for 40 years, we'll look at each other and say, what do you want to do today? And she'll go, nothing.
0: You know, sometimes,
1: you know, we always feel like we have to plan stuff out and have something to to cram every little day into i love the idea of waking up and being able to do whatever you want and not have so i, I don't we don't travel and vacation you know we homation a lot she works i mean she uh cooks six or seven days a week she likes cooking and you know we don't need to eat out so i don't know mostly you know all the people that you have to kind of get away from during the season because you're spending so much time with the baseball team. I think trying to make up for that time as much as possible.
0: It sounds like a fun and relaxing day. All right. What sport would you manage if you didn't manage baseball?
1: That's a good question. I'd probably say football. Uh, probably football. Um, I always chuckle when I hear a football coach say they weren't ready to play this week. And I said, my gosh, you play once a week. And then you got an <laughs> off week. You know, try playing every day. Uh, I think I would have enjoyed basketball, but I would not have enjoyed the recruiting. Uh, you know, trying to re- go in and recruit 14-year-old guys and gals. I, I don't think I could I could do that.
0: Well, that's good. All right. Well, last but certainly not least, if you had a superpower that could make the world better, what would you want it to be and why? Uh, I don't know.
1: I always liked the idea of seeing into the future or reading people's minds so you could keep people from making mistakes. And do you ever see the twilight? Do you even know what twilight zone, which TV show is you ever heard of it?
0: I have heard of it, but I've okay, never look, seen look it. look up The
1: one where, where the guy had, uh, uh, could see into the future. And he was starting to like bet money on horse races and everything and winning all this money. Cause he knew it the way it was going to turn out. That was all great until he saw the obituary and he was going to die. Then the other one where the guy wanted to do nothing but read and the, and he was one of, he was the only person to survive a nuclear bomb. And so he went running to the library because he was going to be able to sit in the library and read all day. And he broke his glasses.
0: Oh, wow. Well, that's interesting. Be
1: be careful what you wish for, you know, you never know.
0: All right. Well, thank you for sharing that insight. You're going
1: to go look at Twilight Zone tonight, right?
0: All right. I will look up Twilight Zone for you. Yes. All right. Well, thank you again, Buck, for jumping on the podcast and sharing your story. And I look forward to watching you guys compete and manage this upcoming season.
1: All right, Anna. Thanks for having me. Good luck with everything.
0: Thank you.